From the bingo halls of yesteryear to the bright lights of today's arenas, you're listening to the Bingo Hall Boys. This week, we've got a dynamite discussion, review of honor, New Japan notebook, rumors and rumbles, a weekly women's roundup. We repackage a wrestler and tell you our match of the week. I am your host, or co-host, Jake. Sorry, there's two of us. Joining me is co-host, Mitch. How are you doing, buddy? Let's be real. You're the host. I just do the, <laughs> the fun introduction and then rant a bunch. And he is uh, he's doing well. I don't really have much much to update this week, though. It's been a calm week. Like, not much has happened. I guess that's not a bad thing, but... That's not like, a bad thing. Uh, how are the, yeah, I was going to say, how's the renovations going? Still, still going strong. You know, not, not moving maybe as fast as we'd like, but they're getting done. Whenever my wife and I were looking at houses to buy, there was the option that we went with. That was turnkey. We do one major project a year to just, you know, make sure their house constantly has more value than what we got it for. The other option was a bank foreclosure that needed a ton of work. (laughs) That's in an amazing location. But I was just like, dude, we we both have careers. The idea of doing a a full-time job on top of our full-time job. I'm not much for the renovations. My wife is the handyman, I guess. Uh, she loves projects like that. I, I get like a nervous wreck. If I can't, if I can't just like put my head down and knock it out and it takes a very <laughs> long time, I have no patience for it. You're a better man than I. Well, that said, let's, uh, let's dive right in. We got a lot to cover this week. There've been a few. You, sure you, don't, you don't want to talk NHL playoffs. The <laughs> What's your beverage of choice for tonight? Uh, it is once again, John Moxley special athletic. Brewery. Okay, so you're rolling with them. I am okay. rolling with them. They are fantastic. It's, I'm sure there are others out there that are equally comparable, but there's only one other that I've seen in the city, and this one's easier to find. So let's go for it. Uh, so, um, it. where do you want to start? Let's, you know what? Let's go straight to rumors and rumbles because we got uh, we got the big one. AEW yeah. has gone all in. So today is May seventh, which means we are on day three of general public sale, and prior mm-hmm. to that, we had three days of various pre-sales with different uh different ticket allotments and different uh access points to get into the pre-sales so it's it's been a journey yep yeah so um we started off on the second first day of pre-sale we hit thirty-five thousand, which was a huge deal next day that went up to forty-three thousand, which immediately was like for people paying attention that's a big number that's immediately bigger than anything wcw did they okay wcw ran what was it like like forty one thousand, and that was after announcing hogan and goldberg for the georgia dome so with no match announced aew already outsold the highest record that wcw ever did that's a big deal the next day uh we got bumped up to fifty thousand. On the 5th, the first day of uh, general public sales, we hit 60. This is, what, 9.06 on Sunday night. We haven't seen anything official, but from everything I've seen, they have either hit 70 and just aren't saying it yet, or are very, very close to hitting 70. Um, So that's where we're at. That is... Yeah, I've read quite a few places suggesting that that they've likely hit 70 or extremely close it's always a little bit difficult working with uh like the way wrestle ticks and most of those guys work is they mm-hmm. they look at the code to to figure out what's available and what's huge gone, shout out to wrestle which you know is not my forte so great job wrestle ticks that is something i cannot pull off um they did clarify the- that they they never said once that it actually hit 70 and they weren't right. trying to like say right. it hit 70 it just you know, there's possibilities that it's. So we see the, sh- the seat map. Mm-hmm. The the thing that I'm curious about. So no one knows the actual numbers besides like, you know, Ticketmaster yeah. themselves and, you know, AEW. Um, I don't think they've opened up all of the seats. And whenever they opened up a section, people are just assuming that that's sold, but it might not be open yet. So whenever you look at the map and there's just a bunch of seats that are that are gone. I don't think those have necessarily been opened yet. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that kind of fudges the numbers for, you know, the people who have the patience and count by yeah. section, like how many sold um, that, that math doesn't quite add up, but man, what was it going into this? I said, anything over 50 is enormous. And I final number, where, where do you think they land? Final number. I think we're headed North of 80. Yeah. So the, the record for sold tickets is held by the WrestleMania in Texas that did like, what was it? 79 close to 80,000. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you hit 80, you've got the record. Um, you want to, you want to see some heads explode. Yeah. Unless you want to count the, uh, the North Korea propaganda shows, but which really we won't because that was selling? like, yeah, yeah. You show up or you die. Yeah. That's a little bit different. And then there's also the North Korea show that we're talking about. <laughs> Oh, it's always fun to compare VKM to a dictator. It feels so right. Um, Heads will roll if they hit 80,000. Dude, I, yeah. But you I mean, know we'll, the, we'll... You know the narrative we're headed for. No, they Ooh. did 100,000. It was real. It's not just a made-up number. They totally uh, put that many in there. Or they'll just say that WrestleMania, the two-night WrestleManias, they'll just combine those numbers and be like, what are you talking about? WrestleMania did this many. Or it'll be what we've seen. This many. What we've seen so far is well, he bought all the tickets himself. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, the discourse around any of this is going to be insane. That's why it's it like, already is. Yeah, it's this is just going to get bonkers. Um, but like I said, the important milestones have already been passed. Uh, once we hit seventy. Like realistically, like they're only going to sell more tickets. Mm-hmm. I mean, and... the trajectory, like if you look at the class show, the trajectory that followed, that one went about sixty k, and they, yeah, they sold over half their tickets after like the first week of sales. Right. Like, I yeah, I'm. I don't. I wouldn't expect anything to be announced for All In until after Forbidden Door. So Probably, we're looking yeah. at what like what's what's the first dynamite after that like late yeah june 28th ah man this is in august like late august Mm -hmm. there's a long ways to go and there's no yeah like they're not gonna announce mjf versus adam cole Mm -hmm. until you know they need to which by the way that will be the main event (laughs) i'm telling you you're sticking to it I'm calling my shot that all in is going to be MJF versus Adam Cole, which is why they had Adam Cole announce all in. It's going to be a nice full circle moment. And we're going to get MJF and punk at all out. And that's the other thing. Like no one's talking Mm -hmm. about it, but all out has basically been confirmed. Mm -hmm. We just don't know the location. And like we've said the whole time, I wouldn't just automatically say Chicago. No, I, I think we can be pretty safe on America, but within that, there's there's some options. So uh, anything else you want to cover about this? Because this is going to be something that we talk about for a long time. I don't know if we're going to be doing weekly check-ins on it. Yeah. Uh, but this is this is a big deal. And like I said, it's not in... It's May 7th. Mm-hmm. We've got months of discourse about this. It's. I mean, it's exciting. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can hear it in our voices. Like, we're we're excited for it. Just the optics. Like, neither one of us are going to be at the show. I don't know. Maybe you will. If I win the lottery, absolutely, I will. <laughs> I will spring for those platinum superstar ultra express Ticketmaster packages that'll definitely still be available. Are you going to wear your neon orange smiley face shirt? Fuck. You know what grinds my gears about that guy? Like, you went to the Puerto Rico show. You couldn't let the locals have front row for that one. You get every fucking show in America, and you have to go, like, insult the locals and steal their front row. Like, fuck off. Can I tell you the one thing I know about that dude? Hmm. So, he doesn't just wear that around the show. Like, he will wear other clothes and then shed them like a, like a lizard shedding his skin and then have the green shirt on underneath whenever he sits down for the camera oh my god yeah it's it's weird it's like um yeah who knows he might be front row all in who knows fucking grinds my gears (laughs) i i mean we really do need to talk about 
there needs to be like a uh, a quality check for people who sit front row for like major wrestling shows because oh, just God, about every week on Dynamite, there's some dickhead in the front row. Uh, I I want to get violent every time I see the dude in uh, like Illinois, Milwaukee, like just that general area. He'll show up in the referee gimmick. Mm-hmm. Makes me you see him on a lot of shows too. Livid, and. Uh, yeah, like the the dude on the West Coast who holds up the sign Starboy Charlie. I'm oh, like, God. I'm just saying. Enjoy what you enjoy, but yeah. People who sit in the front row and like make an ass out of themselves. I don't know. They're lucky <laughs> we're not working security. So, yeah, what do you want to talk about now? Well, it has been about a month since uh, Rody Codes lost to. To the big dog. So whenever I put this in the show notes, I didn't realize that like backlash would have happened. And so there's like <laughs> there's already layers on top of that. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit, dude. So I sorry, I'll let I'll let you finish setting it up, but like, oh my god. We're a month in. We are a month in. So we just did the Puerto Rico show. Um I did watch it. It had I sorry, I watched most of it. Okay. I I did not watch Seth freaking Rollins against giant tall man. I, I skipped right past that. You could not pay me enough to watch that match. But um, it had two good matches, one near death, one blood spot I, I was convinced that. was fake because the ref just wasn't putting gloves on. I mean, to be fair, if Brock tells me not to put gloves on, I'm not putting my fucking gloves on either. I get it. But <laughs> he calls the shots. Dude, uh, uh, yeah, cash them checks, Brock. Cash them checks. (laughs) So yeah, so there are still people out there who will defend Cody losing was the right call. That Roman winning, lol, was the right call. And here we are a month later. He's not working the pay per view. Nope. They are making a new title because the champ isn't working. Which you knew was going to happen. So if you thought that that was going to be a problem, there's a pretty obvious solution on what you can do, and just take the title off of them. Um, yeah, do this. Th- All of this is so insane. Which, by the way, quick rant about the uh, the new title that they're doing, whatever it's called. The is it the world heavyweight? I don't know. It's the steering wheel title. Run. Yeah, it. the steering wheel title. Um. Did you see that they announced? So this is so I guess Roman is a SmackDown superstar, if you say so. And so this new title is the Raw World Championship. So Raw has a World Championship. Right? Checks out because Roman has that one too, and they combined them into one super duper universal title. But he still holds both the belts and carries both of them with them. Or you could Continue. have just had Cody beat him for one of the anyway. Um, it was announced that both superstars on Raw and SmackDown can compete for this title, which totally defeats the purpose of the draft one week, mm-hmm. like the same week that they did the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> dude, I we can get called shills for defending, like, I mean, we don't really defend New Japan that much anymore, but we definitely depend or defend AEW a lot. Like, I guess we can be shills for them, but dude, could you imagine? Just like having to show up every single week and eat a shit sandwich for Uncle Paul. This is a shit show. And then the match with Brock, like I I watched the match because I just saw clips out of context and I'm like, this looks like a cartoon. And it's like, so okay, Mitch, in this situation, who was the baby face and who was the who was the heel? Who was the good guy? Who was the bad guy? Well, of course Cody Rhodes was the baby face. He's the American roller coaster. Okay. So Cody Rhodes is the good guy, and he attacks Brock Lesnar before the match, mm-hmm. runs his head into the exposed turnbuckle mm-hmm. and busts him open, and then rolls him up and gets a cheap win and then runs out through the crowd. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> All right, just making sure. Just making sure we're on the same page, because dude, uh, I'll hand, it, I'll hand it to this company. They they definitely tell stories. That was terrible. That was a waste of 15 minutes. <laughs> the woes weren't even that good this time. Dude. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I... 
the aesthetic for that show is really cool. Like I said, I just saw the one match and saw some clips. Like it, the yeah, aesthetic the, for the Puerto Rico show was really cool. The, the tunnel, like the old school tunnel instead of the giant stage, yeah, came out really well with that. Like I dug that that vibe of it. It felt like an old school arena show. But at the same time, they do pumped in crowd noise, so I don't know how much of that is real and how much of it isn't. Um, like it, I mean, if it's in Spanish, it's probably real, and if it was in English, it's probably like, you know what I'm saying, like that, like that. Whoa. No, I know, but like you could hear, like you could chants. hear them cheering yeah. most of the chants in Spanish, so you got a pretty good idea what was what. Was I like the idea of Kevin was. Dunn in the production truck chanting things in Spanish and, <laughs> and just like loop it and lay yeah. it. But yeah. Um, the the reason I put that in the show notes is because I'm like, dude, just the vibe right now is so off. It doesn't feel right. And then, <laughs> like, how would you react if you're Cody Rhodes after All In is going to break all these records and potentially hit 90, 100,000 tickets? So let's let's walk you through the scenario then. You left WWE to prove you could do it on your own. You joined up with the Elite. You started a brand new company the like biggest rival they've had well now basically ever officially we've outlasted the wcw rivalry the biggest rivalry they've ever had you book yourself into a corner where you can't win the big one so you go run back to the other place so you can win the big one because if you didn't know your dusty Rhodes kid and you have to do that but the big one is two big ones and they're both he's dusty's kid i don't know i've heard rumors um so then you go to the main event of wrestlemania to live the dream do it all over Probably was about seventy thousand that showed up, sixty thousand somewhere in there. Somewhere there. Main event. I mean, had... counting counting the staff, you know. Yeah, the the paid attendance somewhere between sixty and seventy thousand. You show up, biggest night of your life. You lose to the guy for both belts, so now you're going to get the consolation prize belt to beat them in a year. Meanwhile, the place you left is about to run a show for eighty thousand, where you maybe could have main evented if you didn't book yourself into a corner and run away. And I think that's funny. Uncle Paul said the story never ends. He's coming back to AEW at some point. Like, oh, absolutely. It, we signed, I think, what, a four-year deal? Something uh, like that. I thought it was I thought it was three, but three I don't know four. if they've ever officially said. Oh, maybe it was three at four million a year. Maybe that's Could you imagine if we don't get that Roman Cody match for another like I think it'd be hilarious if we never got another match. <laughs> I That's... think it'd be hilarious if they do it next year and Cody loses the third belt to him. <laughs> <laughs> and we just rinse and repeat every year until Roman and has like Connor 20 McGregor belts. comes out to challenge him. Um, yeah, dude, I I don't... I'll, I'll go this far. I don't know if Cody wins this new title. No, I don't know that he does either. I, I flat, what if Brock wins it? Which, how much... Or freaking... <laughs> like any of them. The Miz. Just name, name a Jag. Oh, like, man. Just a guy could win. Yeah, almost could win. Like, there's so many directions that you could go in. But like, I Cody's not a lock. Whenever you've got like the the hardcore fans turning on the bloodline story, and Roman's not even around, Mm -hmm. it's the vibe is off, man. The vibe is off. And are we wallowing in their misery? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I actually did enjoy that six man tag they did. It was yeah, but yeah, it's good. Uh, I think I yeah, I just saw the clips. Um, this is a big deal because WWE is in the most lucrative period. Like Q one, twenty twenty four, it's official. They're like they're they're making money hand over fist, more mm-hmm. than they know what to do with. And obviously, they're not going to pay their talent, so who knows what they're going to do with it? But like mass layoffs are coming like it's this is an important time in their history and their creative is just total dog shit and like i said do we no, do we revel that in that it was dog food oh, my bad yeah sorry sorry <laughs> it's <was> dog food <laughs> but it's just like they make money despite themselves and i i don't know man this I... is all so weird after the like after they kind of hit 60k i was like okay this is too cool i gotta go start rewatching like SummerSlam 92 like the last big <laughs> wembley show and i'm not there yet i'm not like, there yet two matches in i'm like all right so what do we got for this big dream card virgil against nails the right. ex-convict who stood in the center of the ring slapping his guitar his uh baton 
staring at the camera drooling and i was like man you really did fail upward your whole life like, what a time to be like, alive this yeah terrible. Dude, like, this is so bad yeah i'm i'm at a total loss with them and it's just out of this point it's just morbid curiosity for like how badly they can fuck up before ufc or like endeavor is yeah. just like wait a second what did we buy <laughs> i don't know man well speaking know. of things we can morbidly fuck up um i'll start with the f- potentially funnier part of my we- weekly women's wound up uh, the tessa blanchard <laughs> rehabilitation project has hit a wee bit of a carny roadblock uh she's doing some shows with xpw the uh <sighs> the shitty promotion with no safety and a bunch of like yeah. nazis as a gimmick yeah um so she's there but she's also in canada right now so we'll see cool so you know that's going well um, i mean for, for her a booking is a booking you know i mean i'll find out on wednesday there might be 20 people at the show I've seen photos from their past ones, and 20 would be a good draw. You heard it here. Mitch is recording live this Wednesday. <laughs> um, so beyond that, I did read that uh, the reason Julia lost her stardom title was in part because Rossi wanted to get Tom Nakano a run with it before she got too old and broken and had to retire, so he wanted to pull the trigger. And the other half, maybe take some notes here, Gato. Um was to not let his title changes become too repetitive and stale where it became like an annual tradition. So he wanted to... Oh, we'll be know, talking about Gato title pull the, changes Pull the later. surprise factor for a change. Um, so that was the story behind that. My only other note this week is, and I think I mentioned this once, but Billy has almost certainly quietly signed a deal. I pointed it out before. About Billy Starks? Yeah. yeah. I'm very certain she signed. Like, pointed out before with all the retweets and that but she was in an interview and an interviewer asked her about it and she just like candidly like no sold it and then whispered something in his ear and kind of giggled a little and they went back to the interview um if that's not a tip off what is so because i would you just say no <laughs> yeah i would be shocked if even it wasn't like a like a handshake like oh appearance yeah. deal yeah she's she's signed to something something and it would be very silly of her to turn anything down. Oh, absolutely. because the indies are like they're looking pretty good right now, like better than they have mm-hmm. been since the pandemic, basically. But like it's still pretty dire out there, man. So I don't know. I'm pulling for her because I, I definitely think she's a blue chipper. Because she, I mean, whenever she first started wrestling, she, and I was aware of her, she was like what, like 15 or some oh, shit like that. God, yeah. And I was just like, dude, I'm very uncomfortable with all of this. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, she's she's a nice little wrestler now. The, the Japan so imagine where she's done her a world of good. Yeah, and it's so imagine where she's going to be, you know, three, yeah. four, five years from now. Shit, ten years from now, if she's still going. Right. She could finally be the one to dethrone Jade a decade from now. There we go. I mean... For going for one ups anything, Jade may as well just like outlast Roman at this point, right? <laughs> Maybe Jade is the one to be Roman. Maybe. Maybe. Alrighty. Well, let's get into dynamite. Oh, if we have to. <laughs> I'm uh I'm out on this pay-per-view build, man. <laughs> It's it's been dire, but yeah, walk walk us through it. Like I'm just, I'm just not looking forward to the majority of stuff on here. And I'm like, I can, I feel like I can nitpick everything to death. So if we just want to blitz through it, that's probably best because I don't know how many tirades you want me to go on tonight. <laughs> well, I think uh, the one elephant in the room to start with. This was the first dynamite that Will Washington was backstage and had been announced in his new role. Um, Good job, by the way. Our faithful listeners will notice me taking a very unapologetic victory lap. Yeah, you are calling my shot with Will Washington. If that's not a dark horse call your shot pick, I don't know what is. Again, let's let's give credit to the real host here. I'm just gonna give myself a little pat on the old backski for that one. Um, But 
one of the big reasons Will is being brought in is to help with a lot of storyline continuity and booking and making sure people aren't disappearing without explanation and like right. falling off when they're hot. So you're striking at the right time. All those sorts swerve. of things that you just can't. Yeah. Swerve a hundred, like literally Swerve's friend. That's why he was brought in. Swerve was like, fuck help. I'm dying here. But those like, that's why he's in. So the build between from this pay-per-view cycle compared to the build for next pay-per-view cycle may look a little different depending on the influence he has. Well, I mean the build for forbidden door is going to be a fucking sprint. Like there's only a handful of shows. Yeah. Um, Which by the, I'm so looking forward to like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm in such a holding period with AEW right now. I'm just like, I just, I want to move forward. I just want to get past double or nothing. And I've never been like this with one of their pay-per-views and I don't like this feeling. (laughs) I like enjoying this stuff, man. Well, that said, what did you think of Roddy's debut? Uh, uh, again, I want to stay pretty positive here, but the fact that I didn't get like, you know, his finishing move to set up Cole or anything like that, that was that hurt. Um, for those who don't know, like Roderick Strong just has such an awesome motor and you like the dude could be out there for two hours oh, and yeah. you would just be like, he's barely sweating. Like he's an amazing athlete. Um, I, I wish he wasn't tangled up in a Jericho feud, but hopefully that means like he'll get some singles matches. Um, I mean, shit, even if he just tags with Cole and we get like him and Cole versus, you know, Menard and Parker or Hager and Garcia. Like I, I want to see more Roddy, but he looks great. He was definitely excited to get back out there. I mean, what he hadn't wrestled in forever. So looked like he had physically healed up a little bit. And yeah, I, I liked it. But again, I like I wanted to I wanted to see the freaking flip up into the backbreaker. <laughs> like uh it's teasing you a little bit there. I know, I gotta wait a little bit longer. <laughs> um so couple of the weird things on the show we had our a couple third of may battle royal um which seemed to be the dark got canceled and i paid for all these flights battle royal um that was kind of my conclusion because you didn't actually get anything for winning you just won i think i think the timing of everything was very bizarre because like they before this they announced the House of Black are doing a house rules thing. Yeah. And which I thought was cool because like these guys need something as champions. And it seems like I don't know if we're gonna be getting weekly defenses, which would be rad if we just got like some random assortment, which we're getting next week, which is we insane. Are, yeah. <laughs> um, which I guess Bandito's part of like best friends, which I'm fine with. For a hot minute, yep. I mean, if you trade Wheeler for Bandito, like I'm, that's a that's a pretty good deal. Um, so I thought that this was going to lead towards the winner of this would be the number one contenders for the trio titles, but then we just never really followed up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I I want to clarify. I don't think Tony Khan has bad booking for Double or Nothing. It's just not as consistent as all of the other booking that he's done in before. That makes sense. Like, I'm not going to say it's bad. It's just, it's not for me. And it's just, it feels clunky. Um, so yeah, I, I, I thought their battle Royals are always awesome. So I thought the battle Royal was really good. Butcher and blade <laughs> looked really good, but I'm not walking back. What I said, <laughs> they, are, they are a pre-show, a pre-show team. They can go join Vincent for all I care in Ring of Honor. Uh, what else do we have? We have the return of this happened before the Battle Royal. We have Sheeta returning after Soraya wins her uh, little stint with Willow. God, that swerve got me. Oh, I was so pissed. I was livid. Yeah. It got me until she started like picking up the paint and taking her time shaking it. And then it's like, oh, I see. I see how this goes now. But it, Which, it, by the way, can I we talk bet. about how insane it is to, like, kayfabe-wise, spray paint someone in the eyes? <laughs> that like, that's that sick. That's like you go to prison type that shit. Like, awesome. that's assault, brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, 
on her episode with RJ on AEW, he had her trial lines and he got sheeted to go, that doesn't work for me, brother. I, I saw goes, that. You're going to say so that good. one a lot. <laughs> so good. Um, so if they have Soraya selling this where she's like fucking blind, yeah. <laughs> like I'm totally cool with it. Uh, but yeah, like I, I don't know, like the the outcasts shit is so cringe. It's like it shouldn't. Have we talked about it before? Like what her oh, inspiration yeah. was, where she was like, you know, it's like NWO and DX combined, and I was like, fuck off, <laughs> I, this sucks. This sucks. We had another shitty Wardlow squash. Oh, it was against Logan Larue. I know that name. I don't know why I didn't recognize him. I think he was on uh, one of the masked wrestler seasons which we're getting christian versus wardlow yeah uh, which is which should be fine at i kind of want christian to win that match christian I, as tnt champion is is pretty interesting i said it somewhere else that might be a good way to to actually revitalize that title because this hot potato between the hosses has not been working something it needs something, so I'm I'm totally fine if Christian uh, takes the W on that one. Um, we actually got Ricky Starks and Juice Robinson. I loved the idea where it was just a running gag that the match never happened, and it was always a new Bullet Club guy interfering. And on Bullet Club Day, we got nothing. Nothing new? The Bullet Club lost, and nothing happened. All right, this is the one rant about Dynamite I'm going to do. <laughs> I, I think this entire feud between Ricky Starks and Jay White fucking sucks. We are getting garbage matches. We're including Sean Spears and Juice Robinson. For like Juice, I get because he's part of like he, I get it. They're doing Jay White no favors at all. Like Jay White and Ricky Starks are two of your best promos. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let, let's let's have them do gimmicks with Sean Spears. Garbage, bro. Garbage. well then we get to our main event with uh jungle jack and darbs against mjf and sammy in our trademark can they coexist tag match to set up the main they coexisted which for how much i hate that gimmick this was pleasantly surprising in that it didn't suck the match itself was good i hate the gimmick (laughs) but i mean like i i kind of put it aside for the match because the match was decent so i survived yeah i think like I said, I'm just I'm holding my breath until double or nothing. Like I think the match itself is going to be good. I'm just it's just not for me, man. So what do we have as our card right now? Because we know for double things, or nothing. But we don't know everything. Uh, the only things that are like official, we've got the four pillars match. I think the tag match between FTR, Lethal, and Jarrett is official. Uh. We don't have anything official for Elite Blackpool Combat Club. I would expect something this week after the cage match. Probably. Which, by the way, like this week's Dynamite. I Looks Let's awesome. go. <laughs> let's go. Um, it, Oh, man. They really give Detroit like some cool shows. Um, I, I would expect something between them, Anarchy in the Arena, something along those lines. Um, blah, blah, blah. Oh. They're doing, uh, Mox is doing some stuff with New Japan. Mm-hmm. We might be seeing uh, Shuta Umino as the mm-hmm. Blackpool Combat Club member. Mm-hmm. Why didn't we think of that? There, uh, yeah, I think there's like an eight man tag coming up or something where he's got like Wheeler and, and Claudio and Shooter or something like that. Yeah, maybe it's a six-man tag with him and it is. Wheeler and Shooter, but he's got Shooter coming. It's awesome. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, I don't think that much is really announced. Like, we don't really have anything involving the women's title. Which, by the way, can we get Jamie Hader more than one match a month? Um, Jade's. I don't know if she's going to end up being anything on the card pre-show probably probably like her entire um, rematch i mean we got nothing announced and there's like two weeks 
And there's like 3,000 tickets left to be sold. So, like, they need to start announcing shit, like, now. It's going to be bad optics if this pay-per-view doesn't, like, do very, mm-hmm. very well. Because like, I think it was, what, like, a third of the tickets are still available? Something like that. Like it's Bad job out of the booking committee on this one. But, yeah, that was uh, that was Dynamite. It was... <laughs> I don't think... There were a few parts that got like a a real reaction out of me. The Sheeta one, dude, I was like, oh, I, I was about it. to turn off on the show. <laughs> oh man, that oh, um, but yeah, it was just it's just fine. So, dude, if this week's Dynamite underperforms, we might just not talk about AEW next week. Like, <laughs> I I'm so over it. What about you? Well, I, I've I've been pretty passionate about the build to Double or Nothing. Where are you at with it? The build I haven't loved either, but there have been some other things that have been going. I I'm definitely not not nearly as down on it. I okay. The Briscoe Farm thing had me in stitches. I fucking loved that. I think that tag match um, is going to be awesome. And like low key gimmick. Uh, gimmick cinematic thing aside the first 40 minutes of rampage this week were like the strongest they've done in a long time like i liked yeah yeah. but like on paper it was not worth tuning into oh no no and that's but i agree it was it was a very easy it over delivered yeah yeah i was watching live like a pervert like i just so happened to have friday afternoon just (laughs) chilling with the boy downstairs and i was like oh rampage is gonna be on but I mean, like, that was easily the best thing. We, I mean, granted, he was one out of six, but that was easily the best thing Aaron Solo's done so far, along with the other guys in the the trios match. Like, that was Preston Vance's best match in the company by a mile with Mark Briscoe. I do want to say this though about Vikingo. We have to be very careful with who we put him in the ring with because whenever QT Marshall towers over him, <laughs> oh my god, right? Um. That's a that's problem. And I mean, like QT's not a small guy. That's not. Uh, He's not, but it's like Aaron Solo's like significantly yeah. bigger than Vikingo. Like, yeah, we we yeah, have that to sell scene where Vikingo looked like uh, looked like Marco stunt staring up at him, yes. and it's like ah, uh oh. Vikingo needs to get selling yeah. immediately. We can't just be setting up cool flips like. <laughs> If, if he's going to, he needs to, it needs to look like he's getting destroyed all the time because he's at a disadvantage. It, it just book him like Rey Mysterio and WCW until the bad parts of, until Bischoff took over and, you know, made him demask. The, the Botchamania rant on WCW this week was, uh, was it good? Oh I haven't my, watched it. It was so funny. <laughs> they were talking about a spot where they, uh, they did a like a, a trios match, and one of the guys in the masks was Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff like smashes a guy over the guitar and pulls the mask off. Except they do the entrances, they go to commercial, and they immediately come back showing him smashing the guitar without showing the match because they aired it in the wrong fucking order, <laughs> and it was a taped show. It wasn't wow. live. Oh man. Oh, oopsie. Wrestling's wrestling's fun. It's so fun. This stupid thing we talk about. <laughs> so no matter how down you can be on anything, at least we air clips in the correct order. For now. <laughs> You're on watch, Will Washington. <laughs> You're our final hope. I, I am curious to see how things change with him there, because I think some of the the common complaints that, that we have will be the types of things that he's likely brought in for. And he's, he's far from a yes man. So anyone who's ever listened to him knows that like, he's, he's got a really good wrestling mind. Uh, he's actually made suggestions in the past that Tony Khan mm-hmm. immediately like, picked up and adapted. So um, his interviews with him have always been really interesting too, because he, he never really interviewed him in a point where he kind of like twisted his arm to say something you know inflammatory or like something you shouldn't say but at the same time he also like never really like he's not ryan satin no he's not ariel hawami so who oh the this guy who's not going to be working for wwe very soon yeah i i 
don't think he does already. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed the caliber of guests on his show. It's uh, taking a small nose dive off of Tall Cliff. See, the only the only reason like he ever pops up in my atmosphere is like one if he has like an awkward interview with someone, it gets clipped to death on Twitter, and I see yeah. it. Or like uh, I listen to a lot of the Ringer podcasts, but not the wrestling Ringer podcast. Those are brutal. But like Bill Simmons will have him on to talk like UFC or something like that. And then he'll just be like, WWE is doing so amazing right now. Like, <laughs> oh, this fucking dork. So yeah, so like uh, it's been quite on that front. So all is good. Will Washington is already off to a better start than either one of them would be anyway. <laughs> like you said, he's not a yes man quite excited for that um new japan what's going on in the new japan world a lot dude so uh yeah let's 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 get into it dominion is gonna be very soon uh we have best of super juniors coming up first uh but dominion is the beginning of june so a month from now we're already gonna have an awesome card um I guess we'll get into it. Um, did you watch any of, uh, oh shit, uh, Dontaku? No, no, I haven't. Uh, I haven't you... seen anything New Japan since Sonata won. Okay, so you don't know about any of like the angles or anything? Very little. I've seen clips of a couple things, but not much. Do you remember Yota Suji? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. He came out to challenge. He right? joined yeah. Los Ingobernables yeah. and challenged Sonata for the title. So, the main event of Dominion <laughs> is going to be Sonata defending the IWGP title against Yoda Suji. This feels so bizarre. So bizarre. Uh, for those who don't know, like Dominion is like their summer slam. Mm-hmm. Like this is like this is like the big halfway like show. This is the one like big 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 monumental things happen on dominion like things that totally change it's not just wrestle kingdom like this is the other really massive show mitch i think yota suji might be the iwgp (laughs) champion coming out of this i'm serious like i and honestly i hope it happens like i'm not a sonata guy but like dude that would be that would be insane um without you know going through the entire cards because we did get the uh oh what was it called it was like wrestling i don't even want to say it because it's going to sound like a a little (laughs) yeah yeah i got you um so setting up for dominion we're going to have lance archer versus either tanahashi or will osprey it's going to be osprey zach saber versus jeff cobb in a rematch because they went time limit draw for the world tv title IWGP tag team titles are going to be uh I I have bad vibes about this one. So <laughs> Aussie Open is defending against mm. Bishamon, which is like Goto and Yoshihashi have been killing it all year. Versus Evil and Yujiro. Oh no. And I think there's a legitimate chance. I would say that they're the favorites because of Gato's booking that yeah. Evil and Yujiro are going to be the tag team champions. Oh no. Yeah. So I I'm just saying it now. I'm I'm saying it's gonna be that. And if it's not, if they like if Aussie Open ends up winning or like Bushamon gets the titles back, like they're gonna be getting a giant reaction out of me, like all the way over here in the States. Um, and then we also have for the never open weight championship, the new champion, David Fenley, head of the bullet club defends against El Fantasmo. El Fantasmo is a baby face. And for those who don't know, El Fantasmo is an awesome heel. He's been working heel the entire time in new Japan. He's an incredible baby face. Like I would say a natural baby face. Like if you had to pick one of the two, he's better at that than a heel. So the people who are familiar with him just from his New Japan work are going to be like, I don't know about, but trust me, this dude could be like main event level, like very, very, very soon. Um, And then, yeah, we've (laughs) Sonata defending the title 
against Yota Suchi. So, so far, nothing's announced with Tanahashi, Okada, Naito, uh, Shikingo. Dude, Shingo dropped the title. And so I was like, is Shingo going to, or the, uh, what is it, King of Pro Wrestling title? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, could he be a main event person? And it was like, nope, it's Yota Suji. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, let's go. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, they presented Yota Suji as a monster. He took out all of, like, just five guys. Like, they were nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, if they Gato likes to book monsters, like we'll talk about uh, a, a monster he likes to book later on in the show. But like, dude, if if they go in this direction, um, New Japan's going to be doing some awesome stuff for the rest of the year, like bunch of crossover stuff. They're doing stuff um, here in the States. Forbidden Doors coming up. I don't think it necessarily matters who their champion is. And it would be a huge spotlight to be like this new up and coming mm-hmm. guy is like, he, this is our monster. Basically, this yeah. is our new dominant champion. I'm just saying Sonata's is not selling out buildings. And I don't know how many tickets that main event's going to like sell, but I don't know. I'm, I'm all on board for Yota Suji buying the stock. Well, that uh, that takes us into Ring of Honor. The AKA the only dark show that still remains. <laughs> I, I'm just what what's your vibe on Ring of Honor right now? When they tape in studio, I love it. When they tape in front of the crowd, it's not for me. So this week's show ended. And I was like, oh, that 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 was the show? Mm-hmm. That's it? That was a weird order for everything. Uh, so we'll run through it. Um, let's see. Oh, that's not right. What? Sorry, my notes are all messed up. Bad, Jake. Yeah, apparently I'm skipping a week. Dang. Yeah, bummer. I don't have it pulled up. Okay, here we go. Um, okay, here we go. Rocky Romero defeated Lee Moriarty in a pure rules match. This was fine. <laughs> Athena defeated Angelica Risk. This was fine. Samoa Joe defeated Christopher Daniels. That was fine. Uh, Claudio defeated Robbie Eagles. That match was really, really good. I wish that Eagles got more of a spotlight in that. Uh, he kind of just got his ass kicked by Claudio, which is like it, it like as he should. Claudio is mm-hmm. a dominant world champion; it makes sense. But th- this is a pro Robbie Eagles podcast. We're, we've got a soft spot for him. Uh, best friends, Action Andretti and Darius Martin and Stu Grayson defeated the Kingdom Varsity Athletes, which is fine. Preston Vance defeated Richard Donis in like two minutes. Sky Blue defeated Robin Renegade. I, I forgot that match even happened. Um, Brian Cage defeated Brock Anderson. Uh, Mitch, I might be out on Brock. I just don't. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it, man. Um, Willow defeated Steph Delander, which is good. It was, it was all right. And then in the main event, it was Commander defeating Angelico. And I'm I like, Whoa. what? What are we doing with any of this? So yeah, uh, anything on that stand out for you? Because like, uh, whenever this was over, like I said, uh, I was just in the basement with little guy watching it, yeah. and then like on Friday morning, there's zero chance I will ever watch this live until they like really do something special. I mean, I'm so I'm never, watching it. Yeah, for, yeah, first thing Friday morning, and I was just like, oh, that's that's it. I mean, I liked this one better than the the past couple weeks. I felt like last there week were, was brutal. Yeah, a few less. There were still dark squashes, but like slightly less of them. So that was that was all right. Um, and weird order for it, but I mean, like whatever. It's a tape show. Who cares? Why didn't you end with Claudio Robbie Eagles? See, that's what I thought was so weird. But I mean, and again, like the longest match was nine minutes. Fine, I guess. Um, Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm looking at, like, I've kind of looked at what's been going on at the tapings, and there's a few things in there that, that gave me a little bit of promise, and there's, there's a few some real gems that also feel like 
just a bunch of dark matches, and I'm not really here for that. Well, I mean, is it cool if I go ahead and spoil it for everybody? <laughs> like the the end of the tapings, um, it's kind of like what was it? It was like Ar Fox versus uh, it was someone I was, I really liked. Um, shoot, like the the Saturday tapings or today's tapings? Today's. Yeah, it's someone uh, you like. Who was it? Anthony Henry. Oh, Anthony Henry. That's right. And I was like, oh, rad. That's going to be mm-hmm. a really cool match. And then that was the main event. And I was like, that's a weird main event. Apparently, Tony Khan did say when they did this that he was filming a bunch of stuff out of order during these okay. tapings. So it may not actually. Which still. Like, yeah. Henry Fox is going to be an awesome match. And oh, then yeah. after that, I guess after they recorded, Eddie Kingston came out and then FTR mm-hmm. came out and they thought we were going to get an angle. We didn't. They really just kind of like. Mm-hmm hung out with the crowd for a bit so we after these tapings like we've got the next month mm-hmm. in the books for ring of honor with really like nothing to show for it as far as like what show we're building to yeah we have no what idea what th- i mean loosely we know like who's going to be challenging for what titles in like yeah. big places but it doesn't feel like anything that's like must see i i just i don't know dude i'm no, there's there's definitely some matches on here that that are coming out that I'm looking forward to. I mean, looking at today's spoiler alert, Tits Alexander makes an appearance and I'm hyped for that. I hope it's a real match. Um, I also don't think he got an entrance though. Like I think it's uh, yeah. that's disappointing. Um, I mean, it, it, it's a paycheck, but I mean, then I've got, looks like I've got a, got another Alizé match, another Diamante match. So at least there's a couple women's ones I'm looking forward to. There was some stuff on Saturday that looked kind of cool too. Drillistico and Tony Deppin should be fun. I mean, oh, who was it? It was uh, Ninja Mac versus uh, yeah. Willie Mac. And yeah. I was like, yo, that's, that's a dope, dope match. Um, as long as so those I'm, ones are getting time, then I'll be. Right. So I, I will be watching Ring of Honor, but I'm, dude, I don't know. I, I need to know like what direction we're heading in with a lot of this yeah. stuff. So yeah, that's uh, that's recap of Honor. <laughs> pretty rough week if i'm being honest like i wouldn't recommend watching this show unless you're just like a completionist all right well let's get to this week's repackage wrestler this week was my week to pick somebody to turn into a bigger success and i'm yeah. quite happy with who i picked out this week i think it's a fun one i went with one of my favorites who i don't see very much of these days the uh-huh. murder hawk lance archer um all right i want you to go first okay so but it, it does it have to be in aew or no i mean do it however okay. you want mine okay. mine is an aew one but i mean sure. free reign make him a success however you want so the way i'm running mine is i'm setting up archer to become the new international champion annihilating orange cassidy and the way i'm getting there archer is going to come out do a couple squash matches with jake he's going to start cutting his typical promo the the one you hear all the time that he's done three or four times now that i'm not satisfied i can't keep coming to the top and failing i'm sick of it i know what's got to change and then every time he just fails again because that's been the pattern he's been in AEW. He did the thing like where he did the big angle with sting and was like i'm not gonna like fall off this time and then he fell off that might have been the time he got dumped himself on his head. I can't remember, but uh, <laughs> but whatever it is, he's done. Like he has a history of that promo. So when you hear it, you kind of groan, and it's like, all right, this is the same old Lance Archer stick. This time, when he decides that he has to do something different, he says he knows what he's going to do. Jake's got the little sneer and smile in his eyes. Archer grabs Jake by the throat, pushes him to the buckle, and starts choking Jake's lights out. Jake is starting to <sighs> shit himself. Archer picks him up, going to give him the big choke slam smiles a bit, puts him back down, kicks him, gives him a DDT, because that's the move Jake can actually take safely. You cannot choke slam Jake Roberts in 2023. So let's give him a safe little gentle DDT to make it insulting by using his own move on him. That way Jake doesn't die in the ring. Nobody's got any blood on their hands, and we've successfully turned on Jake. From there, he is now mega villain number one, because even though he's a heel with Jake, he's not a heel because it's Jake and everybody loves him. So he's kind of like that tweener, baby face, good guy heel. Now he's a super heel. 
And now he can pick on the weak injured Orange Cassidy, take the international title, and actually use it as an international title and start defending it against some more New Japan guys too, because he's got such a good history there. That's Bro, that is, that is basically what I wanted to do. Like almost <laughs> to the fucking turn on way. Jake. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Yeah. Like, first thing I was like, he needs to like publicly destroy jake roberts yeah. <laughs> as much as like that conclusion physically possible yes, very carefully publicly <laughs> delicate delicately yeah, very, murder them very man. safely uh and then also beating orange cassidy for the title that way he can scoot over new japan and do that <laughs> stuff um the only thing i would do differently is aew and new japan are very stable heavy and so i would need to introduce you know some people to run with him mm, sure. and i i think something um like adding desperado where he already has a relationship mm. with uh i think a good mouthpiece for him would be christopher daniels mm. i think that would be really good even if you wanted you know roh wise bring in matt seidel too and just like heel seidel works mm-hmm. like he doesn't need to like talk like Daniels can do enough of that, but I, I think putting together a little stable, uh, obviously people who are smaller than him, mm-hmm. like he's the monster of yeah. the group. Um, I think there's definitely something there that you could do with him. And it would really establish this as like a, a huge deal for him mm-hmm. to go on like a rampage on rampage, <laughs> you know, kind of be the star of this, you know, third show mm-hmm. is bringing in all this international talent. And I I'm, sky's the limit for that but yeah that's fuck man well i I, great minds i guess hope will washington's listening except he probably already had the exact same fucking idea right great minds (laughs) so what do we got now well, what else is going on in wrestling for you? We've covered every point we usually hit. Oh, that's it? Nice. Yeah, I guess we have match of the week, which was a different. Normally, one we're like week. desperately running out yeah. of time. No, this was a difficult week for match of the week for me. There wasn't a lot to to really write home about. Um, you got nothing? I guess I'm going with. I mean, it's either the Roddy match or because I didn't watch any New Japan stuff, so for me the picking's a lot okay. slimmer. So it's that or the main event of Dynamite. Those were the only I, two that I would did. recommend watching Wrestling Dontaku. Um, the final like fourth of the show was really really good because we've got um, it's it's a draw, but the match yeah. between Saber and Jeff Cobb was really good. New Japan Jeff Cobb is awesome. Um, then we had Okada Ishii. And Tanahashi defeated Desperado, Suzuki, and Rin Narita, which was really cool. Um, and then David Finley defeated Tamatanga for the open weight title. And uh Sonata. Ooh, sorry. I'm a, I'm a gassy dude. Uh Sonata defeated Hiromu um in the main event. So I think if I had to go out of any of those. I'm either going main event or the open weight six man, but both of those are really, really good. They were really, really good. Uh, solid. Like I said, solid show. I would just watch the final four matches. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's it for me. This is kind of nice. Normally we're like desperately running out of time and like the shot clocks winding down. Yeah, no, we had a little bit more time today. There wasn't, uh, there wasn't quite as much going on, I guess. So um let's let's run down Dynamite's card for next week because I am I'm so ecstatic. Oh, it's this. a big one. Yeah, it's a real, real big one. We've got uh up here. So the main event is going to be a cage match between John Moxley and Kenny Omega. And I cannot tell you how excited I am for that because Mitch, can you tell me the last time? on dynamite you watched a match where you were like that is one of the best matches i've seen in a long time because uh, we Vi- used to get them like weekly i can remember the last time it was vikingo and kenny omega it was vikingo and kenny <laughs> which feels like a million years ago it really wasn't that long ago though but it does yeah. feel like a while yeah so let's see we are so yeah so I, this cage match there's zero chance it doesn't 
like knock the doors off, right? Oh yeah, no, it'll produce. Those two aren't gonna miss. The one thing I'm worried about is that we're not gonna get a clean finish. That that really yeah. concerns me because this WWE ass build for the pay-per-view. I'm like, <laughs> oh no, like of course there's gonna be outside interference in the cage match because yeah. that's 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 anyway. I um, mean we don't even have the full the full crew in for the match yet, so we have to have the outside crap to bring in. Right. Uh, we are getting Anna J versus Julia Hart in a no holds barred match, which I'm actually excited for. Yeah, because this this really is a sink or swim match for both women. I think Julia will deliver big time in it. Give her some weapons. I was going to say the same thing about Anna. I uh, I was really expect I expect a I lot mean, out of her. Anna's Anna's done a couple of these plunder ones, and Julia's mm-hmm. really. She's mm-hmm. modified her style a lot since joining House of Black to be a lot more strike heavy. So put that in a plunder match and it works quite well. So I, I think this one could come out a lot better than. Well, uh, it will come out a lot better than if they're having a straight match. That's for damn sure. Because oh that wasn't good. <laughs> I, I, I will say I do kind of wish this match was happening on Rampage because that's where the build for this match was. Fair, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, again, consistency. Like yeah. if, if someone's if someone's not what I can't tell you how many people i've seen online just being like why are we doing this match and i'm mm-hmm. like so you don't watch rampage yeah. okay cool um more reason you should do that on rampage like uh, yeah. plus that's a rampage ass match <laughs> just saying you can have a women's no holds barred main event like oh yeah that's, that's a rampage but match. the alternative was we had to run more outcast stuff on dynamite so we're oh, getting a or just match. give jamie hater a match yeah, but then the Elkes have to get involved because that's just the way it goes right now. So we're getting oh, a reprieve fine. from that for a week. <laughs> oh my god. No, because they're going to do promos and... Uh, anyway. Um, AEW International title match. Orange Cassidy defends the title against Daniel Garcia. Mitch, is it possible Danny Garcia walks out with the title? I mean, it's possible, but I'm not expecting it. Can I tell you what I'm worried about? Hmm. Jericho wins the title and the title's between him and Cole at the pay-per-view. Oh, God. Um, I think Cassidy's going to win and ultimately drop it at the pay-per-view to someone who's like going to take this belt into the next phase. But I'm really looking forward to this match. This match is going to be a blast. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. And I'm going to be on the edge of my seat, too, because I guarantee you there's going to be multiple moments where it looks like yeah. Garcia is about to tap out Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got the AEW World Trios titles, House of Black and House Rules versus <laughs> Bandito, Chuck Taylor, and Trent Beretta. Let's go. Let's go. I hope that one gets uh, gets some good time. It's an hour? We've We've forgotten... A lot of people have forgotten how good best friends can be and how much fun they can be, and it's time they're reminded. I'm just saying, the chemistry between Brody and Trent was really, really good the last time, and we're going to be getting more of it. Uh, We're going to be getting Big Match Buddy versus Bandito. And then obviously the matchup everyone wants to see, Chuck Taylor (laughs) versus Malachi Black. Which I'm not going to lie, if you gave them a fucking plunder match on like Rampage Mm -hmm. or something, that might be like I mean, that, that parking lot brawl that Best Friends and LAX did is still one of the better Dynamite main events we've ever had. Or it's just like, Chuck Taylor's really good at plunder matches. Like, yeah. his PWG run where he was... <laughs> one of my favorite things he ever did was like, I don't know if you ever saw it, but like him and Trent were just having a match, and then all of a sudden it turned into like a guerrilla warfare <laughs> match between like the two best friends. Like, it, ah, so good um yeah like it started off as like collar and elbow tie and they're doing like thumbtacks and like yeah. <laughs> ladder slides <laughs> uh in just a regular ass match anyway um i i think the trios title match is is going to be fantastic and then we've got a double jeopardy match Ooh, where claudio cool. castagnoli defends the roh title against ray phoenix now does this mean if claudio wins he's tag team champs with pinta no it would be cool though (laughs) what's the point of calling it double jeopardy so for those of you that don't know the double jeopardy match i have no idea if this is a thing before if they made it up for this um 
basically the winner is guaranteed a shot at the other person's belt. So if Phoenix yes. wins, he gets a shot at the ROH championship. If Claudio wins, Claudio and a partner of his choosing. That makes so much more sense because I thought it was against the ROH champ, tag team champs, the Lucha Brothers. I thought it was the way that they were saying it was it's a double jeopardy match, but Ray Phoenix is challenging for the title. And no, I was like, that no. doesn't make sense because winner gets a shot at the other person's title. Okay. I missed that part. But yeah, I thought only like Claudio had something on the line. I was <laughs> like, what are you? Do- what? That's not double jeopardy. Okay. <laughs> so that's my bad. I missed that part. Um, That match, that match alone, forget the stipulation. Mm-hmm. Like, Claudio versus Phoenix is some of that stuff where it's like, that's that AEW magic where it was just like every single week. We, we like fire up the, the randomizer and yeah. we get two people who have never wrestled before. And we're like, oh my God, we could do something really cool here. And then we do something really cool <laughs> here. Uh, yeah, I want more of this. And the fact that they're doing it on Dynamite and not on ROH. <laughs> like, you want to sell some subscriptions to Honor Club. Do Claudio versus Phoenix. Do Yuta versus Penta. Like, let, let's do some things. That will likely be all next week. It's five. They could do six, but given that the cage match is going to need time, and I don't know what else to add to this. We've still got to cut a bunch of promos to get to the pay per view. I expect this one to stick to five matches. We've got a pillars promo, yeah, outcasts promo, yeah, Christian probably got and a Christian promo, yeah. Hobbs is doing stuff. Hopefully, Starks and Jay White get some promo time. Because that few desperately needs like yeah. aggressive promos. Um, I don't know. I part of me wishes we were recording right like the second Dynamite ended because th- that <laughs> would be like so much fun. Um, but yeah, I'm so psyched for this show. When was the last time you were this psyched for a Dynamite? It's been a minute, right? I mean, probably Vikingo Kenny. Yeah. Just gonna keep going back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Independence, Missouri. You didn't know how good you had it. So we good there? Yeah, and that's all right. That's all. A folks. Short episode for you guys this that's, year. That's this it, year, that's the show. this week. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Until next time, I'm Jake. I'm Mitch. And we're the Bingo Hall Boys.